I'm Lemuel Gonzalez, repentant sinner, and along with Ari Armstrong, your heavenly host, I invite you to find a place in the pew for today's painless Sunday school lesson, Without Works. This week, we're going to take a school to task, and then we're going to watch a large group take itself to task. Oh, hell no! According to Genesis, after Noah's flood, God put the rainbow in the sky as the sign of his promise that he would never again destroy the earth with a flood. Genesis 9:13 through 17 says, I do set my bow in the cloud, and it shall be for a token of a covenant between me and the earth. So why, in its wisdom, did Kentucky's Whitfield Academy, a Christian private school, expel a 15-year-old girl after her mother posted a photo to Facebook of the student eating a rainbow cake in a rainbow sweatshirt at her birthday party. The young lady in question, we'll call her Kayla, that is her name, but we won't go, we won't give her more details than that, has a history of minor infractions to the school, including cutting class and bringing an e-cigarette to school. Typical teen behavior. But having a colorful birthday party was the school's last straw. Her mother received an email from the dean stating, quote, the WA administration has been made aware of a recent picture posted on social media which demonstrates a posture of morality and cultural acceptance contrary to that of Whitfield Academy's beliefs. The stories in the media about this incident do not indicate whether Kayla is gay, and likely even if she is, she's not in a safe place to come out, so we're not going to presume one way or the other. Some 15-year-olds like rainbows. Rainbow cakes are beautiful and fun. There is no reason to penalize someone for liking color. As a colorblind individual, do you have anything (laughs) to say about that? I think there's especially no reason to penalize people for liking cake, because that seems to be the second part of the story. She ate a cake. Cake is great. People made it, and you can have it. Kayla has been on probation since October for, quote, some behavioral issues, according to her mother. Her mother said that the school administrators told her that the probation wasn't about her daughter's, quote, sexuality. However, she did say that some students were uncomfortable with her daughter's, quote, perceived sexuality. This discomfort, according to the student's mother, led the school counselor to give her daughter the book Gay Girl, Good God, whose author, Jackie Hill Perry, is a formerly identified lesbian who claims God stopped her from being gay. Uh, She says that her daughter and a counselor have been meeting weekly to go over the book before Kayla was expelled. So this school has targeted this young woman for apparently gay behavior and is trying to ungayify her. And then she had the audacity to wear a rainbow-striped sweater and eat a rainbow-style cake, and they were like, that's it? You're out. I'd like to ask a, a yeah, question. Yeah, no, please. To ask, yes, no, please. Is Okay, I know that this is irrelevant in terms yes. of how she's being treated, but sure. is the student actually gay? We, there is no, we don't know. She's a 15-year-old right, in Kentucky whose right. mother is really going out on a limb to say that she isn't. That, but there is no indication that she is out in any way. So we have a student who, because of... A fondness for rainbows and a penchant for e-cigarettes. Right, so I want to go forward with this, but make it very clear that we're not saying in any way that 
if she is gay that she deserves any of this. Absolutely not. Now, yeah. there to is... To me, the, the, the ridiculous part is that they're accusing her of being gay. Well, no. Or they're taking action on the grounds of... Well, it is an they're accusation. Acu- they're accusing her not of being gay, mm-hmm. but of aligning herself with the gayness of the rainbow. They literally told the mom, you should have, when you saw what they were going to give you in the bakery, refused it. She was there to pick up a multicolored rosette cake for her daughter's 15th birthday. It was a beautiful cake. I have well, made a cake very similar to this cake. Horses before. and unicorns, uh, this is something for 15-year-old girls, I right. guess. I never understood it. That's fine. You but, are not a 15-year-old uh, well, girl. Yes, I've never been a 15-year-old girl. I have no intention of being one. So I never understood the appeal of like, but um, I, I just, I'm kind of baffled by this one to be honest. Yeah. I can see how it could happen. I, as I had described before, I was in a private school. Yeah. Where you had an ethics. That's the thing. Um, There's a morality clause. Right. That they have. You had signed. an ethics sheet that you had to sign and agree with these ethics. You wouldn't run, run, uh, watch R-rated movies. Okay. Uh, you wouldn't uh, engage in sexual conduct while you were there at you know this. Christian Academy at all, like not just on school grounds, oh, but no, no, like no, while all. attending. Okay, right. and and that's any kind of sexual congress, right? So we had to sign it, and then our parents had to agree to this, and mm-hmm. this was the the rules that we couldn't drink alcohol. Right. Um, I don't know. I, I'm really puzzled as to why the mother has kept her daughter at this school. That's the. I'm thing. wondering about the number of choices they have in this community. If she's decided to keep the, the there her is that Kentucky there. is. Pretty low in mm-hmm. public school education. Right. The perception of safety comes along with the private school. Yes, that there, there is are, also that. There are academic standards, and mm-hmm. this is why when I was at this particular Christian academy, there were uh, academic standards that were maintained that were high, mm-hmm. and there was also the safety of not being in environments where... Any, just anyone could... Right. Just would be there by but, dint of and location. And there is a, a valid complaint that public school systems, there is a lot of sexual aggression. There's a lot mm-hmm. of... Um, There's a lot of teenagers in close quarters and right. not enough adults. Supervising them, whereas yeah. uh, the private schools tend to be smaller and tend mm. to have a lot of adult supervision. Yeah. And there's also a line that everyone has to toe, and we all know what it is. Right. And so because of that, it tended to be successful academically or in terms of creating a social environment that was safer, that parents felt the kids were safer, and so mm-hmm. that could be a reason. But here it sounds like this girl is... Apparently, the school has already, uh-huh. even though they've said that it's not about her sexuality... Or what her, they perceived her, sexuality. Her, her previous mm-hmm. um, probation wasn't about that. Right. It clearly must be if they gave her this book and are going through it with her week by week with the counselor... Well, that to I, me, as soon as that happens as a mom, we're done. Right. I do, that's what I don't understand. And I, I, the reason why I ask questions like, well, is she gay? Yeah. Or is she we don't presented know. or come out as... She is not out. Right. That is what is I can tell you. There are communities where the strangest thing... It reminds me of, and this is a terrible comparison, Heathers. Okay. Where a young man is murdered and they... Uh, the villains of the piece who are actually... You know, I love my dead gay son. <laughs> right. They, uh, yeah, they the protagonists of the gay, film, the villains of the right, piece. Right, which is the same thing in this case. They are able to cover this the uh, the murder by claiming it was a suicide because the kid in question was gay and all they did was leave a, what, a bottle of Avion or something. It was like a lotion thing. It was not... I mean, and, and maybe a note. 
Right, and, and so that was like enough to say in that community, this is what gay is. He he's, he, uh, uh, he drinks uh, mineral water or something. I forget what it was. It was something very It simple. was something silly that is right. in no way... Right, <laughs> in no like, way what? an indication of gayness, okay. especially if you're in California. Um, so, but yeah. that's what it feels like. It feels as if there's this weird targeting of a person while she's wearing those clothes. Yes. A, a, literally, it's a jumper if, right. you, if you're in if you're in Britain, a sweater mm-hmm. with just across the top, just a rainbow, and it wasn't even a full rainbow. It was just like three so colors, even the pride rainbow. stripes. No, that's so strange. No, and the cake was a cake from a bakery, and it literally she pulled out the receipt, and it just mm-hmm. said multicolor rosettes. Right, and so they did it in a in a way that's pleasing to the eye, which is a rainbow. <laughs> like it wasn't. Or as I would see it, lines. Yes, lines. <laughs> right? For sure. Um, um, but yeah, this I. Is, so, what is your take on this? Well, I want to focus on two things. Well, okay. one, one is minor, but not really to me. Mm-hmm. This girl was expelled via email to her parents, oh. which is wild, y'all. It needs to be on paper. Why would you send an email expelling a child? Like, right. that's. Bonkers, and they—I should say—they have walked back the expulsion mm-hmm. to call it a voluntary withdrawal, so it doesn't appear as an expulsion when she's looking at other schools. Right. But it wasn't a—that's vo- a lie. No. Right. <laughs> so I don't know why that—that that is okay. But mm-hmm. this other, you know. And then I want to talk about the phrase "cultural acceptance," contrary to that of Whitfield's Academy's beliefs. Mm-hmm. So what they're basically saying is we are unaccepting. Well, it's also saying there's a culture of beliefs that don't allow for this. And they don't even allow things that give the perception of it, which is what I'm I'm struggling with. The idea that the it's not just a belief whether or not she's gay seems to still be in question, but whether she can be perceived as endorsing a gay lifestyle. Endorsing a gay lifestyle. By wearing... Um, by eating a rainbow cake and wearing right. a sweater. That's effectively all that it takes. And so I would like to turn to the Bible Mm -hmm. and some quotes about judgment. Uh, Romans 2.1, you therefore have no excuse, you who pass judgment on someone else, for at whoever you point, you judge another, you are condemning yourself, because you who pass judgment do the same things. Which I think is takes one to no one. Pretty much, yes. <laughs> right? Matthew 7 1, do not judge, or you too will be judged. Proverbs 21 2, a person may think their own ways are right, but the Lord weighs the heart. <laughs> Romans 14 13, therefore let us stop passing judgment on one another. Instead, make up your mind not to put any stumbling block or obstacle in the way of a brother or sister. By in fact, Removing her ability to go to school. Right. You are hurting her chances at a, an education, and you're all impeding it. That that expulsion would have been really damaging, as it is now. I think there are places that would, would accept her now because of what's happened to her. Right. Here's a good one. Mm-hmm. John 3.17. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Exactly. I just... I, mm-hmm. James 4.12, there is only one lawgiver and judge, the one who is able to save and destroy, but you, who are you to judge your neighbor? I, I like I, these quotes. <laughs> I, I literally, uh-huh. I googled Bible verses about judgment, 
And then I saved the page, and I appreciate this. is I'm reading this off of dailyverses.net, and I will read them all day, every day, forever, because that is what is happening. This young lady was kicked out of school because she was judged inappropriate. Right. And nothing that she did is inappropriate for a 15-year-old girl. Well, also, what... Or a fifteen-year-old person, right? Uh, because if even if it was a boy who liked, it doesn't matter. Bright colors, I, yeah. That's why I don't want to distinguish and I girl just, and boy. I, I, that's it's also a difficult question because it touches two points, which is if the person is gay, I don't see why it matters or how this affects their education. It doesn't, or, right? And but if the person and you're already trying mm, to deprogram her in counseling sessions, which is problematic if enough. The person, isn't gay, then this is just a matter of anything that fits within this box Mm -hmm. is unacceptable. Mm -hmm. And then it becomes even more bizarre. Yeah. No. Because it's the appearance of something as we judge it. Yeah. There are, there have been many write-ups on this. Mm -hmm. Uh, The mom is problematic. The school is problematic. I Mm -hmm. feel bad for this young lady. I hope that she finds a good school where she feels comfortable and safe. If she is gay, I hope that she's allowed to live her truth when it is safe for her to do so. I wish the same thing if she isn't gay. That's the Uh, weirdest part. Regardless of her sexual orientation, which is, I'm going to say this very slowly and clearly so everyone understands, Mm. none of my business... I hope that she is able to find a community that accepts her for her rainbow-loving self as it is. Lisa Frank would have gotten us all kicked out of school in the 80s. Are you kidding me? Mm. So this happened. The Methodist Church appears to be separating. The Methodist Church, the third largest Christian denomination, is dividing over the issue of same-sex marriage and LGBTQ clergy. LGBTQ. Mm-hmm. That's a different order than I normally see that. It's uh, fine. Okay. <laughs> so, if the first up, if the Methodists are third largest, is the first largest Catholics? First largest is Catholics. What's the second and largest? Far behind are the Southern Baptists, which are. They're sort of lumped in with the evangelicals. Okay. So even and Southern Baptist, Baptist, does that in, indicate it has to be in the South, or no. it's a style of Baptist? Okay. It's a style. It's, gotcha. It's like Gangnam like, style. Oh, like I can get it's Nashville hot chicken for, here, right, yes. even though I'm not in Nashville. Okay, gotcha. Um, and then the Methodists. Okay. So the United Methodist Church is just over 50 years old, but the beginnings of the denomination go back as far as an Oxford Bible study group led by brothers John and Charles Wesley in 1729. So... It is both 300 years old and only 50 years old? Well, the uh, the Methodist Church uh, faced a lot of issues. The, uh, they were called Methodists as a term of derision. Their rigorous oh. study and application of the scriptures and detailed disciplines for spiritual improvement. They had a method for achieving holiness. And originally it took members from the Anglican Church who did not take to it kindly. So Okay, so it started in, in England? England? Okay. And then it came to America after having the influence of some of the stricter uh, European religious groups. And, um, and then it was a part of the Episcopal Church here, and then it divided, and then it reunited. So the United Methodist Church only goes back 50 years, but the Methodist Church itself is much, much older. 
because there are branches everywhere. Gotcha. Uh, the, so, in America, the Methodist Church parted with the Episcopal Church, evangelized to indigenous people, fought slavery, and in 1784, the same year it became the Methodist Church as an individual identity, as a separate entity, it also ordained its first African-American pastor. In 1784? Yes. Wow. Now, some of the services in some places were segregated, but there were African-American congregations, and there were divisions of African-American Methodists as well, but they were very much abolitionists. Okay, so they're abolitionists. Mm -hmm. uh, they fought to end the slave trade. As a matter of fact, the Methodists fought very hard to fight uh, to end the slave trade in Europe. They had a huge part and a great deal of influence here in America with ending the slave trade. Would they just be called, if the United Methodist Church mm -hmm. started in the 70s, I guess? 60s. Mm -hmm. So this would just be Methodists. Mm -hmm. They just called themselves Methodists. Right. Okay. But there were different names for them because it, it split up regional. It was the Episcopal Methodists. It was the Zionist Methodists. There was okay. Okay. A lot of different so it was something names. something Methodists, right. and they and all had come this. Come under an umbrella. And was which, the method what what bound them? A yes, specific... it, was a, it was a spiritual uh, method. It was a very rigorous discipline originally about studying the Bible, and about uh, using a Wesleyan uh, theology. Wesleyan theology has all sorts of points of interest. They have of sort of a rigorous intellectual discipline. And like the Catholic Church, you have to apply reason to your understanding of the scriptures. Okay, it's not just... So that's one of the reasons why they were also very uh, proactive politically and took controversial stands at times. Right, because they saw what was in the Bible and mm -hmm. they interpreted it. Right. Uh, the, the logic of the Methodists for being abolitionists were, if uh, Christ's salvation makes all men brothers, I can't own my brother. Right. Which was it seems <laughs> really irrefutably seems seems above clearly board. thought piece of logic right that, that yeah. seems correct yes so I'm sure that they're not super fans of the cages at the borders and situation no, and, absolutely not yeah. so this recent separation was mediated by an attorney named Kenneth Feinberg and it allows a traditionalist that's what they call themselves congregation to separate from the Methodist leadership in effect birthing a new conservative church. That will continue with a conservative inter interpretation of the faith. That seems like it might be going backwards, almost. It does feel that way in a strange way. You, you tend if to think, they, uh -huh. if they, as a group, had been on the forefront of progressive issues, mm -hmm. and now they're like, okay, we've we, we've we've tipped too far forward, I guess, and now mm -hmm. we have to go back. Um, yeah, it seems like they're joining their backwards thinking brethren. I also kind of like that the progressive people are like, I mean, you can do what you want, but right. you've got to go. It's not like you can, you know, we're only going to accept LGBTQ people or we're not going to accept LGBTQ people. And if you want to accept them, you can go away, but cool. it's, we're going to, and if you want to be closed minded, you can leave. Right. So what <laughs> appears to be happening is the Methodist church is spreading to other parts of the world. Mm -hmm. And those parts of the world in Africa, in Asia, are more conservative. Where it is a crime and in some places a, a punishable right. by death crime so to be gay. The, the new denomination, the traditionalists, let's call them for now, I'm not sure what they're going to call themselves, will be funded with $25 million of the Methodist Church funds. 
because while they were together as part of the Methodist communion, they were paying into these funds. So it's only fair that they are able to start anew with the money right. that they Right, no, it's, into yeah, it. that's fine. And those funds, uh, they ensure that the existing clergy are getting to receive their benefits and their pensions and you know, the lay people right. that are attached to it. So if, yes, they're paying them out and giving them the money to start over. So who makes the decision? Is it the, the leader of a specific congregation decides if they're going to go? So are each, is each congregation going to get to vote? Like how? The, there's going to be a vote taken in a general conference in May. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what's going to allow for the separation. But like, say I go to a Methodist church. Mm-hmm. And I am a part of the group that wants to be more inclusive, not less inclusive. And then my church leaders vote that we want to be less inclusive. What happens to me? I'm not sure how that part is going to work out. <laughs> oh, okay. So I think and I guess it might it'll... be that you'll just sort of find a congregation. I, uh, oh, okay. I attended a Christmas service at Our Lady of Lords uh, Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. And that was... A, that was a very interesting experience. I haven't talked about it. That would make a mm-hmm. good focus for the show at some point because I was going back into a church and it was kind of right. scary, even if we were singing Christmas carols. Yay! But it was, there are more conservative uh, Catholic churches mm-hmm. uh, in the Bay Area. This one was a service where it was very multi- multicultural. Mm-hmm. There were people um, singing Christmas carols and also making jokes about Joni Mitchell songs, you know, we're not okay. going to break into So it's likely um, that your right. congregation is going yes. to be made up of like-minded you know people. Going. Gotcha. You know, okay. The back of the church, someone was ululating at some point during the oh. service. So it was a very kind of multicultural experience. But yeah, it was just kind of startling. But again, it was a very multicultural service with a very multicultural congregation. Right. So, so it's I think likely. people already know which yeah, one's they've going already to be the sorted themselves. and which is going to be the more traditional church. That makes sense. Okay. So the at last year's general conference, uh, 53% of the attending church leaders voted continued restrictions on same-sex marriage and penalties for clergy who officiate those marriages. Uh, currently, because there's such a division in the church, when a person has been brought up on charges of marrying a same-sex couple, those punishments are generally just sort of put on hold. Okay. So the question now is, are they going to enforce those or not? Okay. Uh, so if 53%... Are are leaning more traditional. How is it that the group as a whole is leaning away from that? Well, the rest of them, particularly the American Methodist congregation, oh, that's right, is very much um, in the spirit because of because that's a everyone. worldwide situation. Yes. Gotcha. So there's going to be 16 church leaders that will vote on this, and if it's passed, this this uh, nine page document that was created by this lawyer will give them both the funds to start over new and also give them a sort of a new brand. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know if this is the only issue they're fighting over. Mm. This is the most public one. Right. Uh, I read some interviews with some of the church leaders who want to be part of the traditionalist leadership, and they said that they believe that it was important to follow the traditions of the scripture, which is to say that they want to follow their belief in what it says. That's wild because it's in direct opposition mm. to the way, especially like for abolitionists, there's slavery in the Bible. Mm-hmm. And there are people who have used the Bible to endorse slavery. Endorse slavery. So it is wild that they have, that that for slavery it's one thing, but for icky sex things it's a right. different thing. Yeah, I, I know that this has been a, a question for a, a while. We had 
and I'm not sure if I brought it up on the show before, we had a very sweet guy who helped fix a door in our house. He's oh, a, yeah. a carpenter, mm-hmm. and he's uh, very active in the Methodist Church, oh, also in the same area as the liberal Catholic church I went to. And it has a very large congregation. And um, he was here fixing a door for my room because for some reason uh, the door was removed from my bedroom and it was uncomfortable walking back and forth. And you needed a door. I needed a door. We needed a door. And so we found one and he helped shave it down and hang the door and all on. He's just a very nice guy. And uh, I was helping him take his tools back to his car. Mm-hmm. And as he opened his trunk, there's a noose in it. Oof, a doof. And At which point you're like, what have I done? Am I going to get I, out? Right. What's going but on? As I pointed out, for anybody who knows me, I, I, I'm gruesome, sort of. So that kind of thing might amuse me, but he seemed to be just such a sweet guy. I can't understand for the life of right. me why he had this news in his trunk. And he was very embarrassed, and I asked yeah, him. Yeah, I would be. As a white man? Yes. Yeah, I'm embarrassed if and I've got a news. he admitted, well... Somebody hung it in front of our church sign when we put up a pride flag, which, by the way, is a rainbow, in tying into our first story. Yes. And so they wanted to, as the Methodist Church, be inclusive to all people. That mm-hmm. was what they did. And they made this, this, is it the one over on Grand? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I, a, they have had a big sign yeah, or a big flag out for a long time. Well, when they first did, somebody hung a noose over it. And so he took it down, and he didn't know exactly what to do with it. So it was oh, sitting you the, burn it. But that's fine. <laughs> it was sitting in the trunk of his car. That's not a good look. <laughs> no, no. It's so, like, what do I do with this news? But now you look like a Klan member on the DL, and we right. know that that's not it. So yeah, right. I at least unnoose it. It could right. just be wrong. Well, here's here's the odd part. It was reinforced with wire, so it couldn't be unnoosed. Oh, Somebody really wanted to send this message. That's it had gosh. like a cable running through it to make sure that it, you know you couldn't wow. undo it or just pull it down. And he said, yes, it was very hard to pull down from the way they'd fixed it on the signs. Somebody spent a lot of time in the middle of the night, in the dark, hanging this over their church. That's terrible. So I think that this is, it was They'll be going a, with the... Uh, right. <laughs> Obviously, you know which side of this divide they're going to stand, yeah. But I, I know that another friend of mine was shaking his head at the fact that this was still an issue, saying, well, this is the issue with traditional religion in it. I told him, well, you're kind of missing the point. The point is that the Methodist Church, by and large, decided to make this change. Mm-hmm. And it's not a change. This is the direction they want to go in. They want to be able to be accepting to everyone. Mm-hmm. And this other group, I don't know what all their motivations are. And I think it seems like the first uh, conversation that we had, it's done mostly out of fear. It's, it, it also seems like, yes, yeah, mm-hmm. there's a lot of... It's literal homophobia. This it's is literal, not, yes, yeah. but it's also if you want to expand your reach in these countries mm-hmm. and these cultures where, like I said, it is a capital crime mm-hmm. to be gay, then you capitulate, which right. is heinous because you should be bringing people into the light, not dragging yourself right. back into the darkness. Well, it's it's a very much, again, being political as if it matters here, is very much I've made an agreement to stand by this president because I get certain benefits for my conservative lifestyle, regardless of how I feel about it. And it feels very much that way. We're going to these countries where we want to evangelize, but if we keep associating with this free church that's accepting of everyone, we're going to be looked at askance in mm-hmm. these other cultures that mm-hmm. are much more conservative and have uh, stiffer penalties. 
and we're going to run afoul of local governments, we're going to run afoul of a popular opinion, but that's the but leader of our church, the founder of our faith. Ran afoul was, of political and figures. And was murdered for yeah. it, so I don't And I'm understand. not saying that Methodists should go into these countries and get themselves murdered, no, but no. I am not, not saying that. <laughs> I don't know. Like, if you want to get people saved, homophobia doesn't seem like the way to go. No. It just doesn't. And um, yes, you can say that in the short term, Jesus is crucified. Do you know what? There's a Christian church on every corner of every street in America. Well, not quite that many, but a but lot. Think about many. it. All denominations together, yes. So the effect of that martyrdom, look what it did for the world. Right. But also, I do want to stipulate we are no, not, not endorsing martyrdom. <laughs> One of the interesting uh, conversations that was had was. Uh, one Methodist minister who was in the traditionalist congregations claiming that he wanted to respect everything the Bible said, and another more progressive uh, Methodist teacher saying that there, in effect, are only six verses in the entire Bible that address the subject of homosexuality. And that taken in context, it might be more of a rejection of paganism than it is a rejection. And we that's yeah. another conversation, a rejection of the Roman version of pederastry, which was very right. common. That kind of thing. I'm also against pederasty. Yes, we are against pederasty as a whole, but if homosexuality is only mentioned six times in a variety of contexts, love is mentioned 310 times. Yeah, it wins. 174 times in the New Testament alone. Forgiveness is mentioned 119. Repentance is 116, redemption 139 times. Hell is only mentioned 54 in the entire Bible, and even those are in separate contexts. But when we look at how little there's any mention, as a matter of fact, here's an interesting point. In the Old Testament, specifically, just the Old Testament, there's no mention of lesbianism at all. It doesn't exist. No, it's only men. It's yes. only men. Men who right. lie with other men. The, yeah. It only becomes, it's only mentioned uh, in the New Testament. By St. Paul, the same guy complains about it all the time. But again, he's complaining about it in the context of uh, the Roman way of life and being involved in the Roman cults and the way that they were trying to shape Christian worship in the early days. Right. So there's not an excuse necessarily. But and then there's the, the anything, I think, in Leviticus, right, where mm-hmm. where they're basically like, look, we are a small group right. trying to survive out here. Do not eat pigs because there's probably trichinosis right. in there. Do not lay with men because we need to have as many babies as Do we not can. Eat shellfish. Do, like, right. yes, it'll kill you. They're this stuff will kill you or keep us from right. making more of us. And we need more of us because we are we and are. We few. also remember that we're looking at multiple translations of a language that's thousands of years old. So we have to also take into consideration that we might be mistranslating some of what it says. Yeah. But anyhow, but going back to the, the, the point, so so I see this as a positive. I think so. It's, it's moving forward. I feel really bad for the Methodists who feel conflicted about the change. But what it's going to do for some people is open up a whole new kind of way of accepting other people. I also don't know that it's really... A change. It's a change in specific wording, but mm-hmm. it's what they've always done. Well, they've done things. There was a statement in the 1970s where they made that kind of statement, which is we're accepting of everyone. Everyone's a child of God. God loves everyone. However, we have to reject homosexuality as an act. 
And that didn't sit well with people because it fell out of the tradition of this church that was constantly reaching out to everyone. Yeah, As I it, said, evangelizing to Native Americans in their own language, evangelizing to African Americans, trying to end slavery so that they could bring African Americans in congregations. So in the 70s, when that statement got made by the people who were in charge at the time, it really rankled people. It really rankled Methodists. Some Methodists going, this is not a, we've always been the radical church. Yeah. And we accept people as right. the people that they are. Right. And the, the not not re- not requesting mm-hmm. them to be half a person, right? Because so of the way that God made them. Property. Hey, y'all, God made them this way, <laughs> right? So, yeah. Uh, so I, I I see this as as you're saying, a positive step. It's going to be able to free up that that church that's always been the sort of the outsider, strange church to be as outsider and strange as they want to be and accepting of everybody, including little girls who want rainbows on their cake. That's right. Whether or not she's gay. Whether or doesn't not. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Because as I said before, uh-huh. it's none of our business. Right. And in, from the point of view of someone who's raised in the, in, in the faith, this sacrifice that was made was made for everyone. Right. Regardless of who you are coupled with or who, what color your skin is or what country you come from. That's the appeal of Christianity, basically. Everyone has a place at the table. It's a big table. Big table. That brings us to the end of this week's episode. If you liked it, please subscribe and leave us a review and share it with a friend. We have an internet home, withoutworkspodcast.com. Our show notes, links to stories we talk about, and transcripts to our episodes can be found there. We're also reachable at withoutworkspod at gmail.com, on Twitter at withoutworkspod, and on Facebook by searching withoutworkspodcast. But all of those links are also available on the website, so go there and have a look around. I've been Amity, he's been Lemuel, and we urge you to get out there and do something good. Yeah!